Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for um, tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. I want to say Merry Christmas to you and Happy New Year. Um, if you'd like to get involved, you can call 1-800. You can't call because it's not live. All right. I'll email, though, if you'd like to email me later, and uh, I can answer your questions next Sunday. It is church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org. And uh, put your name in, town, name in town on your emails, and then I can respond to you, so that I can respond to you next Sunday. Um, we're doing, let me say good morning to all you guys. Everybody here. Good morning. The people up here too. <laughs> Let me explain. We're doing, this is a church service, but it's the uh, end of the year. And we have a theme for our Sunday, Sunday morning services every year. And I, at the end of the year, I like to find out what the people have learned, if they've been helped uh, from the, you know, the services every Sunday. Um, so, I brought up four people at the last minute. They had no clue it was going to happen. Uh, I picked them at random and asked to come up and participate in this. And they don't have any clue of what I'm going to ask. And uh, are you guys nervous? Yes? Yeah? Curious. And you? No, nothing. They they can't speak. <laughs> but... uh. And to the audience, I mean, to the rest of you here, if you're allowed to ask questions, I mean, talk about yourself, but you cannot ask them any questions about themselves. If you want to comment, it has to be about you. If you have a question, it has to be about you. You can ask me, but you can't ask them. This is not the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> uh, is that clear? Is that clear, Pat? Pat? Oh, okay. So, um, uh, what else I want to say? Oh, I need you guys' permission to have you up here in order to air it on the, uh, on the uh, TV here. Do I have your permission to air this on the air? Normally we have you sign something, but... Right. You can't sue. Do I have your permission? How about yours? Yes. How about yours? And how about yours? I can't hear you. Okay. Okay. All right. So we have your permission. You know... Uh, the one thing I noticed about Jesus is that when he was uh, with the folks, he really wanted to cause them to see for themselves. He wanted to uh, point them back to God. And he wanted to be an example of that so that the people can believe that it was possible. And he didn't just go around preaching at folks every Sunday and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He really wanted them to know what he knew and understood. And that's what I try to do in my life is to get people to really see for themselves because I don't have anyone teaching me. You know, I learn from others, but my teacher is within. And if I can learn, anybody can. And that's my purpose is to help everybody to, you know, the people I come in contact with to learn and overcome. And I want to ask the four of you, well, I have a different question for each one of you. And I'm asking you according to the time that you've been here at these meetings. And I start with Dulois first. Um, you know, if you've been here pretty much every Sunday this, this year, what was our theme for this year? The theme was uh, practicing the presence. Practicing the presence, okay. And um, how did that help you? Oh, I can't move it now. Did that help you this year at all? The practice of presence? Yes. Yes. In what way? What it would do is um, I would get up in the morning and 
uh, whatever was going on in my head, it would seem to um, quell the thoughts yeah. and uh, calm me down from my night's rest and sleep. So um, that gave me, um, actually gave a little comfort and uh, helped me to get about my day. Yeah. You know, God said that uh, we should uh, pray without ceasing. We should always be conscious of Him. And that's, that's what practice and presence mean, is to be conscious of God at all times. Uh, because when you're not, then the devil can come in and deceive you and take over your life. Have you realized that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I realized that before, but not as much as this last year. Oh, no. I, real, I, I knew about that before, but not as much as I know now. In, in what way? The, um, the, the, uh, the thoughts that um, can dominate your, your life, the negative thoughts. Yeah. Take you away from the moment. Um, you've been going to church all your life, right? I mean... Pretty much all your life. You, you know, yes. most black people are born in church, I think. Well, I know the parents get printed at church, so. But for most of your life, you've been going to church, right? That's true. Has this church been able to help you in a way that you've not been helping in the past? Understand spiritual things and kind of move forward in your life? Um, yes, I would say yes. And... You want me to elaborate? Yeah, please. Um, because I want to help other people out there too, and I want you guys to be like a testimony to them. So you can be open and honest and relaxed. Well, um, it's been a number of things that helped me. Do you mean just this year or since I've been coming? Since you've been coming to the bond services. Oh, since I've been coming. What do you this year too? I think that the idea of um, talking to each other about situations that happen at work or um, or wherever, um, the counseling that you provide, it it helped my uh, my my family, even though they never come here, but there've been a, a few times over the years that you counsel with them for different reasons and they've been helped greatly. Oh, good. Um, Do you like practicing the present, being conscious of God, praying without ceasing? Well, you know, I don't, I can't perceive that, that that's what's going on. Somebody's stomach growling. Did you, you didn't have breakfast yet? Her stomach goes. Oh, sorry, Dad. <laughs> You're not supposed to say it. No. Oh, my stomach was growling like that. I was doing an interview once, and I'm sitting there, and my stomach just real loud. I believe I was on Paula's Iron Show or something, and I could just literally go. Argh, argh. I'm like, oh man, what's going on? I just started laughing. <laughs> um, Larice. Larice. 
Uh, how long have you been coming to the Sunday morning services? Excuse me, since October. October of uh, this year. This year. And have you been helped? Is, what's the difference between this service and the other churches you were attending? And you guys speak up too so that it can be picked up on the mic. One of the things that I appreciate about this church is the conversation uh, that we have about the scripture. Yeah. I've always thought that by the time the child is five years old, they've heard all the preaching they need to hear. Yeah. Now they need to learn how to appropriate that every day in their life. And one of the things that I appreciate about you is taking the principles of the word and not making it a religious thing, but actually opening it up so that we take a look at what it says and and how to live it. Yeah. It's one thing to know the word, it's another thing to live the word. That's good. Um, did you have you been practicing presence, being conscious of God? Yes. And has that helped you in any way? Yes, it has. In what way? Um, well, I, I practice prayer in a different way. Yeah. Um, I worship in a different way. One of the things that um, is different about this this church as many others is there's no praise and worship. Uh, prior to the service or during the service so that forces me to use my time uh, my, my private time in praise and worship because I believe that praise praising God uh, for who he is and worshiping him is important and when but you say praise for those for those that don't know when you say praise you mean like sing and, and you know give thanks to him verbally and stuff like that right okay right. And, and that's what that's what I'm supposed to do. I, um, I think I can be too lazy and wait till Sunday. You know, during the, the week, just maybe take a few minutes to say praise, thank God for this or that, or praise God, or or read the scripture. But because it's not done here on Sunday, that forces me to be diligent about yeah. um, praising. God and worshiping Him for what we ask. Take some responsibility on your own. Right. Yeah. Um, do you like this church? Because it's so different from the average church. Well, I came here for a specific reason. Uh, I was looking for, yeah. for something. I, I needed something different in my life. I, I knew that there were things going on in my life that were going to move me to another level. And I needed... I asked for this. I asked for this. I had been spending time at home uh, reading my word and, and just praying and asking God to show me and listening to um, tapes of, of someone else. And I had prayed. I, I asked the Lord not to send me back to those churches. Yeah. And I just happened to meet uh, a gentleman the next day and he was talking about this this fellowship, and we were talking about meditation. We were talking about prayer, uh, and he said, "Well, you just have to go to where." And I came the next day, and I've been here ever since. Right on. Um, if you guys have any questions, come in. Let me know. You know, you don't have to sit all quietly and fall asleep. Just let me know. All right. 
Um, Katie, you, you've been coming around since knee high to a yeah, duck. Six. Six years old. Six. Isn't that amazing? Is that right? Wow. I was young. Yeah. Six years old. And I don't know if you can compare it to anything else though, because you've always known, kind of heard what is right. And yeah, how does it affect your life? But I've been to other churches, you know, with friends and with other family members, and, you know, you can kind of see the, the spectacle that it is, yeah. I guess you can say. You can see it's, in, it's, you know, for someone who had who grew up in this versus going to a, a traditional church, you almost, you see the, um, you see why people get caught up. Yeah. And you see that, that kind of that entertainment factor, but it's kind of amusing because you see it happen and they walk out and the letdown comes and then, you know, it's back to normal. I used to sit there and watch the like raise their hands and start crying. I'm like, why are they doing this? I don't really understand because like, when they got the door, it's, you see what she did in church, you see what she didn't do in church. And yeah. that stuff. So, um, I've had comparisons, but I am different in that I was brought up here versus the traditional church. Um, by the way, Kenya is the Vice President, assistant, assistant Vice President of her business, her company. One of thousands. Uh, well, oh, she's so humble. <laughs> but uh, so spiritually, how have you been helped? Um, I would say that uh, speaking of practicing the presence, um, with what's going on today and working in an industry that I work in. Um, the idea of constantly worrying about what might happen or what might not happen and what will happen if that does happen. I, I guess from being here, I've been able to kind of always be at just kind of one step pulled back from the, from the madness, if you will. And so I, from what I noticed the other day, and I was sitting in a meeting with some of my colleagues, and everyone was kind of freaking out over something that had been, that had been put out um, newswise for the company, and I was like, you can't worry about it because we don't know what's going to happen. So why yeah. spend any energy on it? And they, you know, they were just pulling their hair out, pontificating, and guessing what might happen. And I just thought, you know, all you can do is react to what's happening right now. Yeah. And so I think that in my life and in the industry that I work in, which can be very high stress and which can really wear on you, you know, and, and on your spirit, pretty much, that I can take a step back and and almost function at a higher rate yeah. because I'm not taken in and caught up as, not that I don't cover every once in a while, but I have the perspective and that the knowledge of how to just step back for a second and go, you know, I don't have control over this, so why worry about it at this point, you know? That's what I love about when God said, be still and know. When tough times come, there's nothing in you that wants to overreact. Yes, you pay attention and you're concerned about what's going on, but there's nothing within you that allows you to freak out about it. And I see a lot of people freaking out right now because they're losing material things. And material things are important, but they should not cause us to freak out. But when you learn to be still and know, and when trouble comes, whether it's someone being mean to you or you're losing your finance or whatever, you cannot overreact to it. Because now you're connected with the source that gives his life and he won't allow you to overreact. And that is so nice, huh? It is really it's nice. It's really nice to live that way. Because I feel like someone who I, I work with who just, got, who just left our group because 
And I think the primary reason was because he was so caught up that he actually couldn't do his job. Yeah. And I would watch him, and I, I almost, I kind of feel for him because I, I could see the, I guess, the mania that was kind of going on in his head, and that he would just get so kind of wrapped up and lost in these little minute things that he had absolutely no control over that it prevented him from actually doing anything productive. Yeah. Not that he didn't want to, because every, every ounce of his body wanted to, but he couldn't overcome it within his head to do it. And, you know, it ultimately became his downfall in like, the job he had. And that was so sad that, you know, he just couldn't step back and say, this really isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. And I, you know, there's, and we, we all deal with the same things on a day-to-day basis, and we all react differently. And I'm probably the most mild-tempered of them. That's just because that thing is a testament to this, and what, how I've been brought up and how I've been taught to, to deal with the things that are thrown at you on a day-to-day basis. I know you're getting married soon, yeah. next year? Mm-hmm. Or what? Is it April? In May. May. May, the 22nd? 16th. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 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 Had it been on the 22nd, it would have been my birthday. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you have your first baby on the 22nd. No rush. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a couple of years. So you think, knowing what you know now about the family, the role of the woman within a marriage, you've got to be a better wife than what you would have known had not you gone through this bond, this bond process. I think that, you know, being a woman today, you're taught all these things that, you know, you should be on equal par with men and that. And it, me doing, r- running into or climbing up a, a management type role in my company and people, the women who, who become your peer group have that mentality, of, you know, advanced women are the same or equal as men. Don't let a man tell you anything to do. But... I think because I'm getting married, because I'm starting to think about family, I've been kind of like working through my head what it means, what that whole idea means of um, the, the role and the order, yeah. the natural order of things. Yeah. And the other day I was kind of thinking about it, and I don't know why it came up, but I think it's because of the context of what I'm going through right now. It's just that, yes, in my, in my professional life I can, I can manage people, and then it can be men and women, I can be ahead of something. But the importance of, in my family, in me supporting my husband and him being the lead is because I teach my children how to love their father. Yeah. And so if I don't respect him and let him take the lead, then I don't teach them to love him properly. And, and you see too many kids who don't love their fathers in the right way yeah. and what it does to them. That's right. And it's, I, I, you know, I, I watch TV and I think it's so sad what some of these mothers have done to manipulate that, that role and almost trying to take him out of the role and then their children feel empty and they don't get why they don't feel empty because they're missing that connection. Yeah. And so I just I guess me getting older and just starting to think through why those things you know well let me say part of the reason being here is that you you'd hear it, you know, the role of the family through the Bible and through your teaching, but you wouldn't understand it unless you actually talk through what it actually means yeah. to a child, to a mother, to a husband, and, in, and that there's the roles are important for very specific reasons. You have to understand why they're important to, to believe in them, and I think here you get to understand why they're important. Instead of them just telling you they're important, and you're not being able to think through and and believe it for yourself. You to kind of you can question it and let it sit with you for a while, and then when you understand it, you really understand it, you understand why. Yeah. Mm. 
I mean, you're happy to hear that, huh? <laughs> we saved you a lot of trouble, buddy. <laughs> I'm taking notes. I'm not sure she follows. Yeah, you're right. You're still going to have some issues, but at least she has an idea of how things should be, whereas most women today, they don't care about the water at all. They want to be side by side, or uh, they want to be, as Barack Obama said, your backbone. But so you're fortunate, and especially with her being black too, she'll give you the blue. <coughs> let, her, let her run the roller eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you ready to take on that role as the head of your wife? Mm -hmm. You are. You realize you're not the head of the house; you're the head of your wife, right? Uh -huh. uh, I guess I don't know what that what that means. Uh oh, you gotta need counseling. You don't know what it means to be the head of your wife. And then you take like a leadership role within the house, or like Ed wanted to tell you he just got married. Are you the head of your wife, Ed? Yes. Or are you the head of the house? No, no, I'm not the head of the house. My house right now, because we haven't moved in together <laughs> yet. But uh, there is a difference, and I was that that made uh, that hit home when you said that, because there's a lot of discussion about who runs what. Yeah. How are we going to run this? And so you can get too rigid about wait a minute, I'm the boss here, I make yeah. all the decisions. No, there's some decisions you're not going to make uh, about the running the household. But you can certainly know how your wife votes in an election, <laughs> as an example. Yeah. Right? That would be a major thing, a, a, sort of a, a, an important key. Yeah, I had a guy to tell me he didn't know how his wife voted. Oh, we're equal. I just let her do what she wants. Isn't that amazing? How do you have a wife and you don't know how she votes? You have to really be weak. He also, she Make also sure you know how she votes, man. <laughs> she also lets him do what she wants to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the head me that it simply me that you know you recognize that you you represent Christ on earth, meaning that you represent truth. You are supposed to protect your family spiritually. You know they have questions about things. You're the first one that they go to, your wife and children. And then if you can't work it out, you go to another man that you respect or that can help them. But you have the final decisions because you're a wise man. And that's what keeps them in track because they love you who love what's right. And not about being macho or like Ed said, trying to, you know, force things. It's just simply loving what's right and doing what's right. And then when you have those times where you're going to disagree with, about things, your wife don't find you angry about it. You know, you're able to stay still and explain it to her, help her to understand it, rather than becoming upset and freaking out, because she doesn't have anything to rely on if her husband is going to freak out. So you know, you you don't turn them over to the church or to a nonprofit organization. You you're the head of your family, and you're going to have, even though she understands what she's understanding, you're going to have some disagreements. Um, because she's still overcoming, and you can correct me, she's still overcoming that willful nature, you know, that all of us grow up with, but it's hard for women to overcome it. So she's going to come up against you at times, and uh, she's going to have to find that you, you want what's right, and you're not going to cave in. Are you ready for that? Yeah. You won't cave in? No. In, in front of all these witnesses, you're not going to cave in? <laughs> She'll push me to the brink, but I won't cave in. Yeah. <laughs> and she will push you. Yeah, she's definitely going to push you, that's for sure. With the Bible and her meditation. 
<laughs> you're going to say, you're not a bond member. You should have got a bond. <laughs> but if you just love what's right more than you love her or yourself or your children, then she can't move you. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ted, you've been here since day one, right? A bond. I've been knowing you forever, it seems. How yeah. many years? Well, um, I've been coming here in Los Angeles since 2004. Are you born again with it? Am I born again? Yeah. I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> you don't know all this time you're not born? If you're yeah, born I, don't, again? I don't know, honestly. Yeah. What does born again mean to you? Um, I think it means, the way I understand it, means you have a, a, a new nature. And you're, you're new you can talk to the people out there and speak up. I think it means... The way I read the scripture, it means that you you have a new nature and that that um, you don't sin anymore. That what you think it means? Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, and but yeah, you're not born again at, at this point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I know. I'm I'm going through changes, and uh, I know I'm a lot better than I used to be. But I hesitate to say that. No. Okay. Uh, what? Have, how have you been helped since coming and hearing the truth and? Uh, uh, Larry said, discussing issues, and yeah. you know, we don't just come and preach at you. What have you learned about this subject? This year, at least. This year. Well, um, yeah, that's one of the things I, I, I like about here is that, you know, if you, if you go to other, most other churches, they go to. Yeah, you can talk to them. You don't have to worry about looking at me. They, if you go to most other churches, they will just, typically, they just. They'll give you a sermon or a lecture or read out of the scriptures, but if you come here, it's a little bit different because you can't hide here. <laughs> if, you, if you come, you know what, you, you'll be engaged and you'll be, you'll be asked questions and, um, and uh, you'll see things about yourself that... Uh, yeah, we need you to lean over this way, yeah. Don't be afraid of this lady. You'll, you'll see things about yourself... You'll, you'll see things about yourself that... Um, that aren't too pleasant, and um, but what have you seen about yourself that's not too pleasant? Uh, well, this year, <laughs> this year I I I had seen it before, but I remember I, I believe it was this year that I came to a meeting one time and you asked me uh, you were asking questions of people and you 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 asked me do you love the truth? And you know what? For some reason, just like. My, I got my mind froze up. I got froze up, and I, and I, and I couldn't answer the question. And I remember telling you, you know, I said, I can't answer. I can't. I can't answer that question. You said, Well, why not? You said, I don't know why. I don't know why. Just go away. Leave me alone. <laughs> but you know what? And then when I was driving home that day from the meeting, I, I, it dawned on me. You know. You know why should I have such a severe reaction to such a simple question as that? Yeah. You know, it dawned on me that, you know, I, I didn't love the truth, you know, and that I, that I, uh, that my, for many, many, many years, you know, my conscience had been showing me things about myself and about the way I lived and my sins. And I saw those things, but yet at the same time, there was a little, very subtle resentment towards God. For, for showing me that about myself, and and I saw that very very clearly, and um, had a little little cry about that, and uh, that that seemed to help me, you know, just yeah. by 
by acknowledging that. That's it, right. It, it, it helped me. And then, then another time, well, just just very, very recently, just the last last month, you know, uh, we were having a discussion in here about living the spiritual life, and you know, so you, I don't even remember what it was about, but you you asked me some kind of question, you know. I don't even remember the question. I said, well, you, I said, you got to give up anger and resentment. And then you, you asked me, you said, you know what, have you done that? And, um, you know, just that week I'd been, you know, I was practicing the presence and seeing, seeing things about myself. And I, and I saw that I, I had a weird reaction when I'd see young children with their parents and stuff. I, I saw that about myself, and you know, and I, just in the discussion, you know, it, it came out that um, uh, in talking to you that I still hated my mom. You hated your mother? Yeah, I still hated my mother. And even though I, you know, it's been an issue for years, and even yeah. though I, even though I thought I resolved it and everything, it, it just became clear in the, in the meeting when through talking to you that, you know, I hadn't. Yeah. And you said that. You said, well, you know, you, Ted, you haven't forgiven your mom. And then he said something that was, that was very important to me. You, you said, you know what, uh, you said that, uh, you know, you got to forgive your mom because she couldn't help herself. Yeah. And I said, I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, she, she couldn't help herself. She couldn't, you know. But he said, no, you don't, you, you don't, you don't, re you don't really see it. You don't, it's just intellectual. You don't really see it. You know, just just ask God to to show you that that um, she can help herself, and you'll go free. And that stuck with me, and uh, and I did just that. I did ask God to show me that, and then not right away, but slowly over the next few days, the next three or four days, you know, I started having memories come back to me, and how how after I'd been corrupted by hatred, how I had been uh, very, as a child, a, a very compulsive and cruel yeah. towards other children. And you know what? I could, I could see it about my own self. I could see about my own self that that, 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 that compulsive cruelty that I had, it, it wasn't a thing of choice. It was not a thing of choice. That's it, was right. a, it was a thing because of, it was a spiritual thing because of the... Uh, because of becoming corrupted by hatred and the spirit that was put into me was now controlling me and causing me to act just like what I hated, which which was my mom. Yeah. And by seeing and by seeing my own compulsiveness, you know what I could I could see that it was the same with her that she was she that that evil had taken her over just like it had taken me over, and. For the for the and it and it was different though you know what it was it was it was more of a a, a gift from God I think that you know a, a deep understanding about that yeah and um, that's the only way that we can become free He has to cause us to become free yeah so that's you know what so that's uh, that's a great gift yeah. you know that's a great gift that I got from coming here you know and um, I mean that's something that I struggled with that that ruined my life I mean. For decades, yeah. <laughs> for half a century, because you know, from stuff that happened to me when I was real small. So you know, so I feel, um, I feel like I'm being set free, or have been set free from, from, from a great burden. 
Tim, are you born again? According to what he's saying, taking on a new nature and no longer sinning. Uh, I'm sorry? I don't know. You don't know if you're born again? Is it important to you? Yes. To, it is important? Yes. And why don't you know if, you're, if you are or not? Well, because the way that I'm living isn't really, it's not a whole lot different than the way I have been for the past 10 years. Uh-huh. And I don't, I don't really perceive, see myself doing a whole lot of wrong, but I'm not doing a whole lot of anything. I don't really do anything. <laughs> so. You're not doing wrong or right? Not particularly, no. You just kind of out there. Yeah. You're just kind of floating about. Yeah. No challenges. No challenges in life. Oh well, I mean, there's school, but that's about it. Yeah. You don't hang out with people or something. No. Really? And you have no challenges within yourself. Um. No. Wow. Maybe you, Jesus. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus has come. No. Um, Ken, are you born again? Yes. You're born again within. And how do you know that you are? Um, because something changed inside of me. And I've become a different person. What changed? My reaction to life and to people and to situations. Oh, okay. And that's the sign that you're born again? Yeah. How about you? I'm going to say I don't know, but uh, I'm, I'm a lot different. Uh, and I handle things uh, with a lot more grace. So... I think I'm on, I'm on my way, but I don't, I still have, uh, and there's a lot of challenges, and I go towards those challenges, inside and outside, uh, uh, but I still have issues that I think I'm, uh, at times, scared to approach, and I feel that, so like what? I have like a fear, I guess if I have fear, then I still have anger. You know? Do you have fear? You know, with different circumstances, yeah. You do have fear? Yeah, but it doesn't get the better of me. You do have fear? At times, yeah. You do have fear? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard just to say yes. Right. Do you feel like you need a follow-up? Do I feel like... I mean, it's hard to say yes, I have fear, or it's easier to say it if you have something to say? For some reason, yeah, you know, it was. Why don't you just say, face it, yes, I have fear, without some time or blah, blah, you know. Why don't you just face that you do have it? I don't know. I, uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I have to look at that. How about the lady behind you? Are you born again? Me? Yes. <laughs> yes. I can't hear you. Yes, I'm born again. How long have you been born again? Maybe like 30 years. You've been born again how many years? About, about 20, about about. Maybe, okay, I'll say about at least 20 years. Are you guessing? Uh, yeah, at least about 20 years. Are you sure? I'm positive. And how do you know you're born again? I know that I'm born again because, <clears throat> because of, um, because for number one, the Word tells me I'm born again and I accepted Christ. The Bible told you you were born again? Well, the Word says if you accept Him, if you, if you accept Him, you know, accept Him and and that you that you're born again and that's all i had to do is like 
it was kind of like a no-brainer. It's like I, I, I didn't really have time to think about it. I just did it because, and then until I did it, I could see uh, how I was born again. But until how did I, you accept him? What do you mean? Uh, accept. Like you were at church one day, right? And then at the end of the service, the preacher said, "If you confess your sins, right, and you believe that he died again and rose, you shall be born. You shall right. be saved." Right. And you but, went down. But this was a process. Right. It's not like just one day I just jumped up. Or this is something I've been hearing. And then the thi another thing is that you know I had a hunger. I wanted to know who he was. So that had a lot to do with it too. Right. And and. The, some one of the signs or something like I know I was born again because it was kind of like I I had this in spontaneous this spontaneous reaction to it and it was not something that I could help but it was uncontrollable and I was kind of like embarrassed about it but until I just relaxed and let it happen you know it what was, was okay. uncontrollable I don't know it you just, were hooping a holler. Uh, oh, you fell out on the floor? No, I didn't fall out on the floor. You were just hooping and hollering. But I was come, like, not a hooping and hooping and hollering. It's just like an uncontrollable cry. Uh, or, you know, just a, like, I just couldn't contain what I had inside of me. And, uh, and when, I, I like when he said practice his presence. Because when you practice the presence of God, you, 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 he allows you to see things. Right. And he allows you to see, you know, and a lot of times you can't see those things if you're not, if you're not in. It's either you're in or you're out. Right. And I couldn't, I, by practicing the presence, you know that you're in because there's this overwhelming sensation that you receive that's like no other, you know. Okay. And it's just, it's just like, you just can't explain it, you know, and as you in a, in your relationship with him, it's a process, and that's what I've learned, that this is a process. It's not just a quick come and get it thing. He's like, hey, you got to, you, you got to come to me. You know, it's not like I'm just going to... Uh, so you learned how to practice the presence that's been coming here? Like being aware of him within you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it just... I, I could tell I'm in the right place at the right time yeah. because this is what I need at this time. This, this is what I need. I need to be here. I need to see something different than what I've given. I need some meat. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm happy about it. And just listening to them, it just solidifies that this, is, this is what I need. Yeah, that's why I want them up here so we can testify. And it's not just me every Sunday doing it. Um, Faith, are you, are you born again? Yes. You are born again? How do you know you're born again? Um, because now I have... I still get temptations sometimes, you know, to be irritated and such. But now I can let them pass. I don't indulge them. I just have that power to do that, and I haven't had that my whole life. And, you know, I've been on the road towards it, and I just had a moment where it just happened. And um, just my life has been a lot different since then. I, 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 I'm, I feel like my whole life is, like, new. Like, everything, everything behind me doesn't matter anymore. Just... You know, it has no consequence anymore. Okay. Um, you know, what have you, um, you're, you're born again, right? You know? uh, well, I'll have to say, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. I don't know what to say about it right at this moment. 
who up here, uh, are you guys born again yet? Or no. We still working on it? Yes. How about you? Yes. Yes, what? Yes, I am born again. What have you learned about yourself since being born again? Speak up so they can hear you way in the back. Since being born again, and, and uh, I have learned that I cannot do anything by myself. And that's one thing to say, but it was for me it was another thing to learn what that really meant, yeah. that I could not do anything by myself. Um, and so I've, I've learned what that means. I've also learned that because of that, I'm not in control of anything, um, which is freeing for me. I've learned that I was carrying anger that I, I was not aware of. Um, and so I, I, I've learned to release that. And uh, I have a different relationship with, with people, with myself now, and with God. How about you, Bridget? Born again? Uh, intellectually, um, <clears throat> no, I'm not born again. <laughs> Why is it so difficult for you to just allow God to cause you to be born again? Ego, pride. But why don't you let that go? Why not just let loose, let go? Good question. I can't answer. I'm just holding on to something. So you never ask yourself what is up with me? Yes, yes, yes. Why can't yes. I? Yes. Yes. Have you ever asked God to cause you to be born again? I can't say at this point. I might have, but you know, it's, things goes and come with me. And sometimes I find myself in it, and sometimes I find myself out of it. That I'm, I'm not really consistent yeah. enough to really make a, a statement on it. And is it difficult living that way? Yeah. 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 I don't. What can I do to get you in this coming year to get you to just let go? Do I need to do more or say more? No, I need to do. It's not you. It's me. It's, it's, it's me. It, I see it coming. It's just that I, I just have to get out of the way. I, you know. I'm, you see I'm it coming. I'm in the way. I know. I see that. I understand <laughs> it. But I just won't move yet. Do you read the Bible? Sometimes. Yeah. And why just sometimes? Motivation. And, you don't have the motivation to read. Yeah, and then and then. Um, and wanting to know, and wanting to keep that spirit in in you in me. So, do you think it'll help next year if I have you come up once a month and read a scripture that means something to you? I'm not gonna say yeah or nay. And you won't stay away if I do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, it, it, I, I'm gonna come to say I'm gonna, uh, let, you, uh, I'm gonna let it. <laughs> if it flows in, it flows in. If it doesn't. So, if I decide next at the first of the year, Richard, once a month. Just when we first started out, would you come up with a scripture that means something to you? You read it during the week, and I want you to come and read it to us. Would that help? I'm not, I don't know, Jesse. I really you want to give know. it a try? Yeah. You want to give it a try? Yeah. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, because unless you're born again, you're never going to experience what's really, you could, I mean, it's, it's much more than you can imagine. I understand a lot of things intellectually. Yeah. I just haven't, you know, got into the spiritual side of it, even though I, I see good things happening in my life right. this year. Right. And, and I don't want to say a yeah or nay about it. It's just that I know it's good, and I don't question it, and I know uh, something is going on right. That's because God knows your heart, and, you know, he's staying with you while you get you there. Yes. 
Yeah, that's good. Pat, what have you learned about yourself this year since being born again? You're assuming I'm born again. I'm sorry? I said you're assuming I'm born again. You better be in your fire. Let me take this year then. Um, this year, it, I'm not sure exactly what I've learned other than um, I learned to enjoy the ride. You know, I learned to... Uh, Practice, you know, you see, talk about practice and presence this year, and um, I've kind of taken that to the hill, you know, just uh, yeah. not just in prayer, but uh, you know, I always had a prayer life, but it was always left on the shelf afterwards, you know. Yeah. So um, now it's kind of more like I, I understand a little more about the scripture that says pray unceasingly, you know, that, and um, I'm also a little bit more okay with being who I am and. Uh, Allowing God to correct me instead of um, hiding my sin, so to speak. Yeah. So I could hide myself before when there was no correction because I would just act a certain way and hide everything. So now I'm a little bit more about living and letting Him correct me as I go, which is a lot easier to do. Yeah. How about you, James? Are you born again? No. Huh? No. You're not. And how do you know you're not? Um. I'm really consumed by my thoughts a lot. Yeah. Is it hard to just let go and just live your life in spite of what you think or feel? Yeah. Um, it's hard to focus. I'm sorry? It's hard to focus. Do you do the prayer? I do. Every day? Um, yeah, recently. I can't hear you? Yes. <laughs> recently, you said? Yeah, I mean, I... I mean, I don't know if I do it right because I like don't focus for the whole time. And You're not supposed to. Yeah. You're supposed to observe. I don't observe. You don't? You get lost into it? Yeah. But the fact that you know you're lost into it is observing. Yeah. And so is there more I need to do to help you? I don't know. I'm not going to bring you up because you stopped coming. <laughs> well, I just said that actually. Like, you, that wasn't the, the whole reason. Oh, I just said that because I wanted to sit back down that day. <laughs> oh, I see. My friend was there, so I was worried about what he was thinking. Oh, your friend was here that day, and so you lied because your friend was here. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Right in front of the cross, you lied. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you can lie in front of the cross. <laughs> Born again or not? Um, I think not because I see some things I definitely still need to work on. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting comment. Martin want to follow up on that comment. I, I'm not going to say I'm born again because I still see some things I need to be working on. Well, you'll be working on stuff forever. So I don't know if that's a good uh, uh, barometer or not going to have issues. You, um, it's just you take those issues to heart and uh, judge God for not uh, fixing them right when you see them. And you, you're on your timetable, not his. So therefore, if you've got some issues, you're not born again. It's not, it's not, it's not the right way to think. You know, it's interesting. I like that comment she made about I can't say that I'm born again because I see things that I still 
need to overcome. Is that interesting to other people or just me? In, in what way? In the sense of that, if you see something that you need to overcome and you don't go after it, but in a consistent manner, then it, you won't be able to, uh, in my life, I, would, I see that uh, a lot of times I won't be able to uh, uh, do the right thing in the moment. Oh, okay. Yes? So I, what I noticed was what she said. After that, she said, she, she said that, but then she said, but I, but I think if I try harder... I would overcome them, but I, I don't think you overcome things by trying hard. Yeah, that's not that's not my experience. Anyhow, can't want to respond to that. Yes, ma'am. Let me take the lady behind her. Yes, ma'am. I like what she said. She said that she she learned that she can't do things in her own power. Right. And she knows that she's born again because she's experienced that where she's weak, God is. God is stronger, and he's there to do things for her. And she understands that as long as you keep using your mind to work with God, the, the mind is enmity with God. I mean, it, it, it presents a blocking yeah, point for God. Yeah, it's the enemy of God. With. Yeah, your mind... The mind is God a is terrible a thing to say. Yeah, your God is a spirit, <laughs> and God deals with our spirit. And that, that's the eyes... And the, the way he communicates with us is through my, our spirit. Until you, till you experience that, you don't really know it. Because and, and and the thing is, he's saying, "Hey, lose your mind. You got to lose your mind to get with me. Because as long as you're using your mind, and you're thinking that you could do everything. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna fall back, and that's on you. You keep doing that. You keep doing the same old thing. It's like if you ever been in AA, they say if you keep doing the same old thing." the same old way, is, and you keep getting the same results, it's absolutely insane. You've it's been like, in AA before? Yes. Really? And it, and it holds true. If I, I just talked to my daughter about this. Hey, say, hey, my, my son not getting the grades he needs in school. Okay, what have you done? Okay, I suggest, you don't have to do this, but look, just like an AA, I tell my kids about the AA. Make because, a long story short for me. Because okay. Of yeah, because if you got to do something different, and what you've been doing has not brought you different results. I said this to myself about a lot of things. Try something different. But I have to trust. I can't go in there wanting to do it my way. I have to trust. Just do what it takes to do it, and then see if you get the same result. If I get a different result and I like it, I'm going to roll with it. Can't want to respond to that. He thought it was very interesting. To, to she said that I'm not I'm not born again because I still see some things I need to overcome or deal with. Yeah, no, I mean it is interesting. I think it goes back to an understanding that I don't think she has an understanding of what it is to be born again. And I think that in her mind, until she gets over these things and it's a little unclear what those things are, she cannot be born again. And I, I just don't think that's what it's all about. So your mind's kind of telling you what born again means, and that's why you haven't been able to find it. So you've got to, you've got to come out of your thoughts. And once you come out of your thoughts, you, you, you're going to be born again. Yes, Tim? Well, I think that that's good what she's saying, but I like to, his response to it. Saying that you're always going to be struggling with these with things. I mean, that's everybody. But my question is to you is what do you think like, what's your analysis of that? Does that have any bearing on whether you're um, born again or not? 
whether the fact that you're going to be struggling with things, does that, is that any way to tell whether you are or not? Very good question. Absolutely good question. Um, the one thing about, and, and Martin sounds just like the Bible, go-to guy. I know a lot of people think it's him, <laughs> but <laughs> they just sound alike. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the, the go-to guy, Bible guy is going to be on the show on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday of this week on the radio show, so you don't want to miss it. And he's going to sound just like Martin, so don't think it's the same voice. But uh, <laughs> um, the one thing I noticed, let me tell you this. Uh, I had to make a tough decision. I had to do something that was tough for me to do this month. And I, emotionally, I didn't want to do it, but I had to do it. And I did it, and I didn't tell anybody about it. And the reason I didn't tell anyone about it, because I wasn't for sure if I was going to be able to stay with it, you know that I was going to be able to really hold to it. And because I saw that I was very weak in, in doing what I had to do. Very weak in doing it. I felt emotionally weak about it. But I did it anyway, and, and I just kept it to myself. I only told, and I was telling Martin about it yesterday, that I had done this. And I said, I haven't told anyone about it because I, I feel so weak to it. <laughs> you know. And I think that, if the, if it came back, I may go go. I may give in, and so I just didn't tell anyone until I know that it's going to stay that I can do it. And so what happened was I realized that I had this weakness in, in doing what I needed to do, but I just kept quiet with it. I didn't fight against it. I didn't deny it. Uh, I just let it hang, let it be. And each day I see I'm, it was the right decision. I'm becoming stronger about it. And so I say that to say that a lot of people, because our mind do give us a false concept of what born again is, and some people think that when you're born again, then you don't deal with tough things, that you're not weak and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But the, the difference in being born again and not being born again, as uh, Larissa was saying, you don't put your will into it at all. You don't fight against it, so it's not a struggle. You just got to hang loose and let God work it out for you. You don't, you don't try to fight against it at all because you don't... The one thing about being born again, you no longer have a will to do anything. It's now His will that's going to control you. Just like your will that you're letting go of is the will of, of, of evil. And it makes you, as Ted was saying, it makes you do the things you don't want to do. But when you're born again, then God's will will cause you to do the things you don't want to do or that you have to do. It's not a struggle at all. And that's one of the signs of knowing if you're born again, you give up your will. And you notice that you're not reacting to life in the manner that you used to react to things. It's like challenges come, but they're no longer a big deal anymore. You seem to overcome them. And I'm going to share with you guys next month what it is that I had to do. Because by next month I should know. <laughs> <laughs> but I just let myself be weak in the situation. But I still did what I had to do. You know what I'm saying? But I knew that if this came back upon me again, I wasn't for sure if I'd be able to say yes or no. But each day I, could, I see I could say no. Uh, and I'll share it with you next month what it is. Only Martin knows. And what was interesting about that, Martin said to me, wow, that's... What we, don't say what it is, but what was your response? Like, wow, I didn't know you still could be weak or something like that in that? <laughs> i got to stop fighting against my weakness or something? Yeah. You said you got to stop fighting your weakness. Yeah, that, that um, I take it, um, you know, like I, like I was telling uh, lady over here, you know, two 
personal about it. What well, there's something else I got to do. I'm too lazy. This and that. You know. Right. And you believe the judgments that your thoughts give you about it, instead of just yeah. um, not taking ownership of the. It's it's like a series of thoughts. It'll tell you what you did wrong, and then it'll give you well. It'll give you any num- number of judgments, like God don't like me. He <laughs> he hadn't solved it yet for me. And well, meditation not working. All that way, and then. Um, you can see you react to it, and then you just saw you react to it, and then you, it, it's funny, it just stops. But I had no reaction to this, what I had to do. And I, I never once thought that I wasn't born again. I never once thought that uh, anything, you know, I just saw that this is an issue that was tough for me. I can't handle it on my own. But I, I saw I need to do what I need to do, and I did it. And I let myself feel the weakness of it. I'm in it's, the shower. It's interesting. And I say that so you guys will know that um, the devil's going to try to trick you, that he's going to make you think that once you are born again, all of a sudden you have, you're like a strong, mighty person that you're making things happen. And it's not true. You still of yourself can do nothing. Except that you're guided by a different source now. You know, you're guided by what is right, and he will cause you to, to do it. That makes sense. And that's why... Uh, Melissa's thing was so interesting because you're still going to have things to overcome. You're being made perfect. You just said you have the right source now to cause you to become perfect. To cause you to overcome. That help a little bit? Yeah. yeah. The devil's still going to try to make you say, oh, because I hear a lot of people say, oh, my meditation is not working because I'm weak. That doesn't make sense to me. But doesn't it, if you make the wrong decision, doesn't that then show you're not born again? I mean, because you, you don't, if you're born again, you, can, you would always, no matter how hard it is, you would ultimately make the right decision. That's decisions. another good question. You know, I uh, make wrong decisions, even though I know they're wrong, I still make them, no, and that's what, I don't think I'm born again. Oh, you make them even though you know that they're wrong? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's a different story. Well, cause you could, because you could, because sometimes you let the challenges, sometimes the challenges get the best of you. So I know if I'm still right. letting them get the best of me, right. you use only once or once in a while, then I can't be born again because I'm still... Not not just susceptible to, but I still right. it still happens. That's right. That's a good point. I let someone not let someone someone deceive me earlier this year, and they 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 seem nice. They seem like they were honest. They referred to me, and so it, it seemed like a right decision to make. Later, I found out it was a bad thing to make. The person was deceiving me, right? And and what I did was I just took the pain of it. I learned from it, and I'm a better person for it. Because God in me caused me to just see it. So it really wasn't a setback. It was a, a, a pause for a moment and an opportunity to grow. And that's what I love about being born again. There are no such thing as mistakes. There are only opportunities to get better, to see things clearer, and not take them personally. Because God doesn't judge you. The devil will judge you. Oh, you're not born again. You know, how can you do that? Your meditation, your prayer is not working. And you start saying, oh yeah, that's right. I'm not born again. Then you trip out and stop praying and stop doing everything. But once you're truly born again, you can't stop. Once you're locked in, you're locked in. So, but you're right. If you if you know you're doing this stuff over and over, you still do it. It's a different story. Yeah, or if, if it's just like, and you can't be born again, do something wrong, and be and then be reborn again. Right, no. You don't yeah. step in and out of no, once you're in, you're in. Yeah, so you don't go in and out. That's for sure. Um, yes, Ron. Uh, for me, personally, this year, that's what I can really appreciate about 
all of this is that um, that I don't I'm, I don't mind feeling the pain. Yeah. And I know that's the difference because I talk to people all the time, and I can tell they just want to get out of pain right now. Yes. And I don't mind. I don't care what it takes. I'll be in the pain. Right on. You know whatever that takes to overcome it, and so because of that. I'm able to keep snapping back almost, you know. Yes. I don't feel like I'm I don't feel like I'm born again, but a lot of the things that you've taught over the years you kinda of, kinda of always brings me back to the center. I can see things and I know what to do because you kinda of clarify things and by me being able to be a present moment I see things and I'm able to overcome things. Isn't that nice? It's wonderful. That is nice. God is good. He's great. God is so good. And so interested is mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about God and His ways, we can't figure them out for ourselves. Really, it's, it's nothing. I'm understanding things right now that I never even imagined that I can understand. I thought you had to go to school to understand them. You know, and it's weird for me to be understanding these things. I think to myself, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> But once you enter into this other world that I'm talking about, the world from within, you'd be surprised how you pick up on things and learn about spiritual things and how it set you free. And it's nothing like what we think that it is. It really, your mind cannot conceive it, I'm telling you. You really can't. I think I was telling Patrick or somebody the other day that I realized the other day that there's no end, no beginning or end to me. There's no beginning and no end. I'm just a living being. And... And for me to just kind of see that and live that way, you have no idea how that frees you up to know that there's no beginning and no end. You're just a living being. And then you have to resist defining what that means because right away your mind's going to say, what does it mean to be a living being? Then you start putting definitions on it based on what you've been taught, and that's when you lose. Because life is just life. There's no end or beginning to it. Beginning or end to it. It's just life. And then when you really see that, you don't have to worry about dying. You can get over the fear of, dying, of death when you know that there is no end or beginning, when you can truly see it, when it's revealed to you. But that's a bit much for today, but I just want you to know that. <laughs> you're, going to learn, you're going to discover so much from within, and take it from me, I'm a dummy, but you're going to discover so much, and it's nothing what we've been taught, really. Your preacher, I can't teach you, no man can teach you these things. You have to see it. But you must be born again in order to see it. I saw so many other hands. Let me, let me see who I saw first. I didn't get to. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I, th I think it's really good that you're talking about this process that you went through, you know, particularly in sort of the context of being born again and, and people's minds about what born again is. Yeah. And I think it's really important that people understand. I think you were saying with James, like, the fact that he's going in and out of his head and he's watching that, that is, he is where, that's, that's where you're at. Yeah. You want to see what's going on on the inside. And people don't understand. It's like you're saying, well, I've got to get over this problem. Well, you know, you're, you're going to be having things go on all the time. But where you decided that you're not going to talk about it with anybody, that, that's beautiful because... You didn't share that. You went through it on the inside. You watched yourself go yeah. through it, and God had an opportunity to work on you. And no one knew I was going through it because my attitude didn't change. I wouldn't walk around murmuring about I had to go through this thing. You know, I just because I knew that nothing nobody could do about it anyway. 
So I, it was something I had to see about myself. And if everybody did that with every situation yes. in their life, we wouldn't have any problems. That's right. So. Absolutely. What are you thinking? How does this sound to you? Um, I think it sounds right that you kind of got to be able to step out of your head and kind of see from outside what the challenges are and kind of see how you react to them and, and not try to push yourself in a direction but kind of just, That's right. just go through the process. Do not try to push yourself in a direction. It is the worst mistake you can make. You have to let go and let God. If you try to push yourself in a direction, you're going to end up insane. Totally insane. You're going to go nuts. And then your kids will go nuts. And then your community will go nuts. <laughs> it really will. Pat, you had your hand? Well, I was going to say, you know, we kind of talk about the struggle issue, and it goes into a lot of parts of our lives, but I've been kind of dealing with this lately, kind of noticing the difference between just regular work and struggle. Yes. They usually kind of intertwine with each other. But I'm kind of noticing in some areas uh, needing to kind of step up Work is part of our life, and learning how to do it better. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't struggle, but they don't work either. You know, they don't do anything. Um, so there is there is kind of wisdom about how to work, how to be intelligent about it, but also how to see the end of work and where it stops and where God comes in. There's a lot of situations where you really can't go any further with something. You can do what you can do, and then there's actually an end to it. You kind of need to start to see where the end is. That's right. So you don't go beyond that. Yeah. And I, it's just it's a little interesting, you know, thing I'm seeing going on lately with myself and just seeing the end where I, I stop and don't do anything. I love this born again thing. I really do. And I'm not like just saying it like, you know, how the preacher saying, oh, praise the Lord. I love this morning. I don't mean it like that. And I don't mean it in a physical way at all. It has nothing to do with what I have or don't have. But it has something to do with seeing from within, you know, it, it's, it's like, it's too interesting that that really is another reality inside of us, and you really can't live from that. That is mind-blowing to me. You know, I want to cut myself open and look and see what it looks like, you know, because, you know, just think about that. You have a kingdom of heaven within, and you can live from that. You are in there, and the natural way to live is to live from that. The way we're living from our imagination is an unnatural way of living. Isn't that weird? And that, that imagination is so trained and taught. We've been taught to live that way. And people think that it's natural that way, but it's unnatural. It is absolutely unnatural to live that way. It's natural to live from within. And it just, it's so big and it's so much and it's so, it's love and it's, it's all about love. That's another thing too. You know, I we're going to have a family meeting today. And so I called one of my daughters and I said, we're going to have a family meeting. Uh, well, her mother told her first, I think. And then she called me up. Are we having a family meeting? I'm like, yes, we're having a family meeting. No, I don't want it. I don't want stress. I can't handle stress. Don't give me stress. I'm like, calm down, girl. Stress is good. But, and I say that to say to you, you can't run, don't run away from stress. Just don't hate stress, and it won't it'll overtake you. And I realized from that conversation, you could get to a, lot, a point in life where you start running away from stress. How are you going to get better if you run from the, from the challenges? I don't know how you think you're going to get better. You can't get better. If you don't have evil, how can you recognize good?
You got to have things happening in your life. Otherwise, you're going to end up in a hole somewhere and just die. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe they're being taught that or something somewhere. We don't know about it. Life is about that. Bring on, I mean, if, I, if God don't want me to have a stress, fine. But if I must deal with it, bring it on. As long as I have faith that he will show me how to overcome it. Don't run away from stress. Yes? Uh, about me, um, I noticed something about me this year, and that is that I don't, I do not like the simple life. You don't like it? No. And why not? Well, because, well, I mean, I do I now. love simple life. I Make do it now, simple, but I'm simple. saying that I've, for the longest, I've had a problem with that. Yeah. And it took somebody to point that out to me before I realized it. I sat down and thought about it. And I said, wow, yeah, I guess that's, that's pretty much me. I don't really, uh, I never really seem to like it, but I'm, I'm, I'm adjusting. No, no. So. No, I want life to be simple. As, it, yeah, as, as, as a matter of fact, the simpler it is, the better it is. Yeah. When you can get up in the morning, you don't have to make a phone call because you're not feeling empty or lonely. Or you don't have to go out if you don't want to because you don't feel like you're missing something. Give me that kind of life. Yeah. You, know, when, you know, I was counseling with a lady last night. And you, you guys don't know this lady. She lived way over there. And this lady got so angry. She became angry. She was so angry, she just started cursing. I mean, just, I mean, screaming and cursing. I'm like, wow, that is so interesting. And I'm like, why can't you just calm down and take a look at yourself right now? Uh-uh, F, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> and I'm thinking, wow, my life could be like that if I didn't know what I know. Isn't that amazing? That's a hard way to live. And, and this lady overreacted to stress. That's what she overreacted to. It just went off. This is nobody in my family, so rest your minds. But she overreacted to stress instead of having an appreciation for the stress. Isn't that amazing? How many of you are guilty of doing stuff like that, overreacting to stress? Right. Thank you, honest people. You shall be saved. <laughs> and all you liars, you're going to hell. <laughs> um, Stephanie wanted to say something. Then, Ken, did you have your hand again? Oh, Stephanie wanted. She's just jumping up and down. <laughs> All kinds of stuff. <laughs> um, to Kenya, yeah, yeah. When you get married, like we know what we know, but there's still issues there. Like you, we don't know everything right. until you, till it happens. But it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a local person, so I, I warned him. <laughs> oh, you warned him already, huh? Did he believe you? Oh, yeah. He's seen it. <laughs> he didn't need to warn me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's go back every once in a while. But he's very good about putting me back in my place, so to speak. Right on. Is that right? I don't know about inner place, but... You don't like put her in her place? No, I don't know about inner place. But no, you know, it's not like... I advise you put her in her place, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just, you just, you know, don't react harshly to it, you know? Like you just don't let it yeah. build up. It's going to be interesting to see what your kids look like. <laughs> we think so. Be, yeah. yeah. You, have, you, know, you have red hair. <laughs> and she has black hair. That's going to be something. <laughs> yeah. interesting. We'll love it either way, but we don't really know. You guys are going to start a new, new culture or something. 
blood. Is that going to be interesting? A red hair, black baby? <laughs> I don't think it's actually possible. Oh, that, that is. is, 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 is yeah. I don't think it's red hair. But I hope we don't have any red hair in our family. Really? That is too weird. <laughs> Talk about missing the races. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. No, I said it'll come out blonde. The hair come out blonde. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Wow, that'd be even worse. <laughs> well, not worse. <laughs> but... <laughs> what a mixture. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, is it, can I ask James a question? No. <laughs> you were late. You cannot ask anyone a question. <laughs> okay. You didn't hear the, the, the rules today. I got to move a little faster, too. So. No, you can't ask James a question. Do you want to talk about you? No, no, I just wanted to ask him. No, you can't ask him. Um, what is the most... Oh, let me ask you guys this. What's the most difficult thing that you've had to overcome this year? I'm going to ask all you guys the same question. So. Same thing I talked about. Oh, that forgiving and stuff? Okay. How about you, Kevin? Uh, obviously not uh, I understand that I don't get to question why things happen the way they do that, that makes sense? Say what now? I don't get to question why things happen the way they do or or every You don't get to say why me, why this, why that? That, that, that That's just not fair kind of thing Oh like, yeah, yeah, you don't have a right to say that Yeah, that I have to understand that things Despite what I perceive as being as unfair, it just happened because it's it's not it's not for me to know everything. Yeah. I guess is what I've had to get overcome. Oh good. How about you? I don't know. Um, the most difficult thing I've had to overcome this year. Yes. Probably myself. Very good. That is the most difficult thing in life to overcome yourself. You gotta overcome self. How about you, Delos? That's a difficult question for me to answer, but um, I would say the um, the thoughts, you know, the thoughts that invade my mind all the time. Yeah, they they have a hold of you. It's just hard to just kind of let it go. It's, it's yeah, yes. Yeah. Especially in the morning. They in the morning. What do you mean? When I wake up. Like what? Negative example? stuff. Negative stuff. Give me an example of what they say to you. Whoa. Um, for me to sit here and try to figure out what that is. Do you believe them? Um, Do you believe what they tell you in the morning? Sometimes. Yeah. Yes. But it's. it's, it's but. When I, when I, uh, when I have the thoughts, then they, um, it's proven wrong. The thoughts are proven wrong at some point. Yeah. When are we going to get your smile back? Well, it's been coming back. Oh, yeah, it is coming back. Mm -hmm. But I wonder, can we get it right after the holiday? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I want my oranges and apple. <laughs> <laughs> we need that back. Yeah. Do you pray every morning? Every morning. Oh, okay. Every you, morning. Okay. Yeah. Stay with your prayer. Yeah. Are you learning not to go with those thoughts though, but just do what you need to do? 
Uh, yes, I I uh, I have to because the thoughts would just make me stay in the bed or yeah um, keep me in a bad mood or something like that. Yeah, I'm very grateful to be able to get up, do my prayer, and get going. Even though sometimes it's dark around there, you know. Right on. We have about less than ten minutes left, and. Uh, my other question is, and I wanted to go with Martin first. What have you discovered this year about yourself that surprised you about you? You didn't know this about you. I, hmm. Just the depth of which I'm captive to thought. Okay. How about you, Amy? What surprised you about yourself this year? Um, it's it surprised me a bit to see how uh, good life can be, and like I don't know the, the 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 potential that's there, you know, um, and just how I know it may sound corny, but how wonderful life can be and be sound like becoming. a song. <laughs> I know it sounds. <laughs> What surprised you about yourself this year? Just how easy it is for me to fall into anger. Just oh. how how much I run with it. How it's like it's like doing something you know real well. You don't have to really think about it. Just that's how easy it is. Wow. You just it's just me. How about you, Rob? Uh, one thing I noticed about throughout the year, that, um, that uh, one thing that was difficult for me to let go of things that was dear to me, and, um, and I'm quite glad that it happened so I can see a little bit, so a lot more of myself, and, and I see myself changing in that area, and I'm pretty glad about that. Okay, did anything surprise you to hear about yourself, you didn't know? Nothing. Anything surprised me? I think that I, one thing I saw recently is just how I've created a sort of a world where I feel like I'm constantly got to get to the next place or the next step, uh-huh. and uh, just surprised at how how ingrained that is. Once you kind of get into that way of being, it's very very tricky because you just it becomes a part of you. Yeah. So. Uh, you don't want to create your own world, that's for sure. Yeah. What surprised you about yourself this year? Surprised me? Um, I noticed how uh, like, uh, reactionary I am, even on a deeper level. Um, things that I thought were kind of, I had a maybe virtuous were actually underneath it. Um, oh, it was good. my own sort of ma- imagination about things and that... Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm very reactionary. How about you, Melissa? What surprised you about yourself this year? Well, I think um, recently I learned I really try to control things and make things happen. And, um, you know, I've learned the hard way that I could do anything I possibly want. I could even, like, practically kill myself trying to make things happen, and they just won't because... Yeah. I don't have that kind of control. Uh, how about you, Ed? 
Um, I was surprised that I could uh, uh, not feel guilty about some of the things that happened with one of my sons. Um, uh, still do, but nowhere near what I felt before. Um, How about you, Dave? I was surprised that I kind of liked singing and dancing. You like singing and dancing? Yeah. Oh, good. Come up and do something for us right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised to hear that too. But that's good. If you can sing and dance, then you can do it. <laughs> How about you? What did you learn about yourself that was surprising this year? I got surprised at how easily I can get dragged and have negative thoughts. Yeah. You know, it was like a certain point at work, like, I always used to be like, no matter what happens, I'm positive, but eventually you can just kind of let it wear on you, yeah. and once you let it wear on you, like, any, like, little, little thing can just make you negative, and it's like, like, I realize it's happening, I'm like, man, I'm just feeling really negative, but I couldn't drag myself out of it, you yeah. know, like, I don't know, I've never gotten like that before, so it's like, it's the first time I realized, like, I could actually get worn down by that type of stuff, you gotta really be careful to not let yourself get worn down and dragged into negative thoughts. How about you, Stephanie? Same thing, exactly. Same thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Right on. How about you? Um, Real fast. The thing is where I am and how, I, how I'm compelled to, to grow and how I want to hold on to certain things that I trusted in and how I have to let them go. Yeah. Anybody have any questions for me? We're running out of time. Any questions for me? Anyone? No? Yeah, I got a question. Um, yes. One time I heard you say that we all have a little bit of God in us. What did you mean by that? You have his nature, his spirit, his identity is inside of you. Mm -hmm. And really, that's what you want to come back home to. Oh. You, you, uh, your resentment caused you to disconnect with him. So he's trying to bring you back home to that by causing you to live from within and be born again. And then once you connect with him, then you start to to grow in there. Yes, sir. All right, next Sunday does come home. Right. You got We have seven minutes. I want to ask you about resurrection because Patrick had me to read, like, um, Revelation. He didn't have me to read, but he was telling me stuff about it, and I uh -huh. read it. And I was wondering, like, um, they said God's going to, like, throw this earth into a fire pit, a pit of fire, and right. start a new earth, yeah. and he's going to live on earth with us, with, you know, whoever is following his word. Right. And I was wondering if the like the babies are gonna be um, resurrected too and the unborn, you know, the aborted babies and stuff. Aborted babies? Yeah. That's a good question. Well you have to realize the aborted baby's body was destroyed but not his soul. Yeah. And the Bible says little babies go back to him. Yeah. Those kids are innocent, they haven't done anything. Yeah. So they'll go back to him. So yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. But I'd love to talk about that one Sunday, have a whole meeting on that. That's a very interesting topic. Um, I want to encourage you. Did this help today? Yes. yes. It did? Especially when I asked what was surprised about yourself. God said you need to get to know yourself. You know, he wants you to keep your eyes on yourself. And when you can know yourself, you can know him. Did this help you guys? You got, you glad you came up? Yes. Yeah, you glad? It wasn't that hard as you thought it was going to be, huh? Yeah. All right. Um, we have five minutes left. I want, to, I want you guys to have the last word. You're going to have one minute to have a last word. I want to invite you to uh, get a copy of my Be Still and Know prayer CD. It calms you down so that the truth can catch up with you and change your life. Be Still and Know. Go to my website at church 
at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org. And if you have any questions or comment about today's meeting, you can email me, church at bondinfo.org. No, that's not my website. My website is bondinfo, right? Oh, the website is bondinfo.org, and the email address is church at bondinfo.org. And put your name in town. Last word. Anything you want to say? Two minutes. He's one of you get two minutes. Two minutes. That seems like a long time to say. You don't have to use the whole two minutes, but yeah. I'm grateful for Bond. I'm I'm benefited by coming and giving my time and uh, people learning. what friendship means and um, how people have really cared about me when I've been troubled and um, um, even when things have gone right they they seem to embrace me and I appreciate it yes ma'am for those that are um, attending um, traditional churches it's important for us to realize that we are spirit yeah. and what we see, taste, feel, um, smell, that those are uh, our senses, but we're spirit. And God wants to connect with us with our spirit, not with what we see, not with what we feel, not with what we taste, not with what we can touch. But he wants to connect with us with our spirit. And I think um, the challenge is being still. Yes. And and realizing that he is within us and all the stuff that the religious stuff that we do as important as it may be is not does not connect us closer as evidenced by those of us that have attended other churches and our life was still tore up. Yeah. We have 3 minutes left so you got a minute and a half and you got a hell of a half. Um I would just say, from I learned from Jesse, is to question everything, uh, good or bad, because uh, people tell you things that you should feel, and people you should see things that how you should feel, and that the world will hold the whole make a decision, and people will know intensely feel it's wrong, but they don't want to question what's going on because they don't want to, to step out and be an outsider on things. But if everyone really questioned what was going on, I think we'd probably be in a better place than we are right now instead of letting things just kind of go by because they don't want to sit there and raise their hand. And by questioning things that you can, questioning yourself, you can find a deeper understanding of yourself and find that willpower and strength to question those around you. And you really need to challenge your preachers. Don't just let them just take you to church, preach at you, and sing you home. See what they know. You'll find out they know nothing. Yes? A minute and a half, huh? Um, you just lost a half. <laughs> you know what? One of the one of the it wasn't this last year, but in the last few years, one of the things I learned was, um, you know, I I lived a very very simple life, and um, I was a drug addict for fourteen years, and uh, one time I came in and I was talking to Jesse and. Um, my thoughts had been telling me that uh, I was condemned, and um, and he explained to me that you know my thoughts were lying to me, and that, that God doesn't condemn anybody, and um, and 
he's a, he was a credible source for me to, to hear that from. And um, so it doesn't really matter how low you sunk. And uh, yeah. it, that God is forgiving and God is a God of love. And as soon as you can recognize you have a problem and not fight against it, God forgives you just like that and he doesn't even remember anymore. It's the devil that causes you to remember and condemn yourself. I want to say Merry Christmas to you. And uh, I enjoyed this today. I hope you guys had as much fun as I did. I enjoyed it. And make sure you get a copy of the Be Still and Know because the calmer you can become, the better off you will become. Heaven and earth were created out of stillness. And so is our life within. It's created out of stillness and not (coughs) overreacting. Of yourself, you can do nothing. Of yourself, you know nothing. And as soon as you realize that, the sooner you shall live. Thank you for your support. Make sure you donate to us, all right? Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas.